You're listening to The Hustled Up Podcast, a lifestyle and business podcast jam-packed with tools and tips to help you navigate your business, career, and life as a goal-getter, big dreamer, and multi-passionate doer. Grab your coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready to hustle up. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. You are listening to Hustled Up. We are your hosts. I'm Holly. And I'm Laura. And we are so excited to have you back. We have been looking forward to just chatting again. And after releasing episode one, which, by the way, we do apologize for the weird sound quality issues. Hopefully they are better today. And um, hopefully they weren't too annoying last week. (laughs) Yeah, I think we got all the kinks worked out this week. It only took us like weeks and weeks and weeks to figure that out, but we're we're doing much better now. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, that was just the intro episode. This is where we get to the meat and potatoes and really start hammering down some advice and some useful information for you all. Yes. But before we even do that, I just want to quickly remind you guys, if you liked what you heard last week and if you like what you hear this week, be sure to drop a rating and a review and subscribe. We are on Apple Podcasts, which is probably where a lot of you are listening from, as well as Spotify. And those ratings and reviews really help us tremendously, so much more than you'd think. So if you like what you are hearing, I was going to say see, but you're not <laughs> seeing us. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to um, do that for us and we will forever be in debt to you. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Um, So Holly, how was your week? Tell me a little bit about what's going on with you right now. Honestly, it hasn't been much. Um, Obviously, work has been taking up so much of our lives because um, we've just been super busy and a little short-staffed, but we seem to have solved some of those issues, which I'm so excited to dive into like a full-on topic about that another time. Um, And it's been great, but today was good. I got to take the day off thanks to you hang out with my mom we went and got pedicures which okay I need to talk about this the lady nearly killed me with her death okay she had like death grip hands when she was massaging me no it was so painful I felt like she was digging into my bones and I was not thrilled I was like can you like be a little more gentle please (laughs) oh my god was she offended or was she like oh no I'm sorry no no she was actually very very nice about it and then she softened up for a little bit and that was cool and then when I was finished she came over to like massage my shoulders and again the thumbs of death were digging into my shoulder (laughs) blades I was like um I was literally sitting there like twinging and I was like oh my god this is so bad oh (laughs) I love that I hate when it feels like just like a light like caress I'm like no 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 I want you to like dig at my dig at my bones and my muscles please oh no not me caress me lightly please I'm a gentle lover (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so that was pretty much you know the highlight for sure um nothing really else to report how was your week what's been going on girl Uh, My week's been good. Honestly, same as Holly, just a ton of work. Super, super tired. It's, you know, 942 right now as we're recording this. So is it really that late? Oh my gosh. It really is that late because that's how late we've been working. But on on an exciting note, I did get to teach a sweat and swagger class 
yesterday I covered um, for my friend Dell. She is having some back issues, so I got to cover her class, and that was so, so much fun because I don't get the opportunity to teach as much as I would like to. So I would say that was definitely the highlight of my week. Yay! I'm sad I couldn't be there, but definitely next time. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> so it was a pretty good week for both of us, I'd say. Yes, I think so too. And I'm excited to share this week's topic with you. We are going to be discussing four things that we wish we knew before starting a business. Everything that we're going to list here could be its own topic individually because there is just so much to say on each thing we're going to list today. Yes. So make sure if you want to hear things that we wish we knew when we started our business and things that you should definitely know if you are starting a business Stay tuned. We just had to interrupt this episode super quick to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by Troisomore LLC, Long Island's boutique, full-service cleaning and organizing company. Spring cleaning season is here, and now is the time to schedule your deep cleaning so your home can be tackled from the inside out. Window washing, what a pain. And it could be super dangerous to climb those ladders. So schedule your appointment to have the inside and outside of your windows washed as well as your screens. For more information or a complimentary estimate, visit ChoresandMoreLLC.com or give a follow on Instagram at ChoresandMore. Okay, so we're going to dive right into our first thing that we wish we knew before starting our business. And this one is the power of saying no. So this important. Is such an important one. And honestly, I struggle with this in my day-to-day life. I always have. I'm getting better at it each day. But this is just so important, I would say, for business owners, for anybody that is employed, and just anybody in their day-to-day lives, seriously, could benefit from this. It is so important to set boundaries. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are all about people pleasing. Mm -hmm. And I'm so guilty of this. And we both were. And we're definitely getting better, especially in the workplace. I still struggle with this outside of work, but... (laughs) In the workplace, we're definitely both getting a lot better. I feel like when we first started our business, the biggest thing that we did was we let people tell us what they wanted to pay. And it's we never said we never said no if they said, "Oh, I want to pay a different price" or they wanted something extra included in their cleaning or um pretty much anything we would just be like sure no problem yes um and that was a big problem because once you basically say like okay I'm not gonna set a boundary and I'm gonna just not say no then suddenly people think okay well then they're gonna say yes to everything I ask and then it becomes awkward and it actually becomes more and more difficult to say no because you're wrapped in a whole entire web of yeses <laughs> and it's hard to break through that to finally say no and when you do sometimes the customer will be like a little shell shocked oh yeah and, you know yeah i always say it i've said it before and i'll say it again you give an inch people will take a mile and it is so true and it's i'm not ugly saying truth. everybody it's not everybody we have some clients that just appreciate us to the core and like Holly said, it comes from a people-pleasing state that we all we all have that. We all have that. We want people to like us. We want especially our clients to be satisfied with us because then they'll refer us to a friend. They'll give us more business. But when we book a client, we send them an estimate with everything that's included. If there is something extra that they want, they're supposed to let us know and it's supposed to be an upcharge. But we so badly got into that habit of – sure, I'll do this one small thing. I'll do this thing. I'll do this thing. And then 
so many little yeses turn into so much extra time spent at a house and that's where it becomes problematic. Yes. And this is something obviously like we're talking about cleaning, but this is something you can apply to any, any job, any job, any business. It's just important to set that boundary. Like, Hey, I can't do this for you unless we, unless you pay XX more or, Hey, I can't do this to you for you because if I do this for you, I have to do it for everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the other issue. And, th- and this also goes kind of into like your employees as well. If you're a business with employees, if you do something for an employee that you typically shouldn't or wouldn't do, then all of a sudden your other employees are going to expect you to do it for them too. And then you're like breaking your back and, and, and we're not saying like, okay, don't do favors ever. <laughs> we're not saying that, but obviously like if you're going to do a favor, you say, okay, I can do that this time, this one time. This is as a favor to you, but you have to make sure you set that boundary. This is not something I'm going to do for you all the time. I feel like we've been through so many situations where someone asked us for something once and we thought maybe it wasn't a big deal. And then they were asking for it every single week, every single day, every single time we were there. Um, And that comes from both employees and clients and pretty much anybody you're interacting with, you know, so it is really important to say no, set those boundaries. Absolutely. And that applies to friends and family as well. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that's, that's tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a tough one. I really struggle. Um, I really struggle with this. Like, you know, how many friends do we have that want to, and I have this a lot with my nail stuff as well. A lot of people want to come get their nails done and they don't want to pay or they want to get a discount or they want to get free stuff. They want to get crystals. They want to do this. And I'm so bad. I'm always like, sure, no problem. And then I end up eating my words and like shooting myself in the foot, so to speak, because then all of a sudden I'm doing these elaborate, crazy designs for people for no extra money. I'm not making money. And let's be real. No matter how passionate you are about something, you need to make a living. Yes, You need to make sure you're making your worth. Exactly. So biggest thing I wish I would have known when starting so that I could have set the precedent that like, you can't walk all over me, (laughs) you know? Absolutely. Um, Okay. So number two, the second thing that we wish we would have known when we started our business is, and this kind of ties into the first one, a great deal. It's knowing your worth, even when you're just starting out. So me and Laura, when we first started our cleaning business, we were charging people ridiculously low prices as it was because we're like, well, we don't really have like a lot of overhead right now and this and that and I'm new and maybe I'm not that good yet and whatever. And, um, and then we had clients who would even say, Oh, I want to pay even lower. And we'd be like, well, sure. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Big mistake guys. Huge. Okay. You have to, first of all, it is so important to do your market research and figure out what your competitors are charging. If you're coming in way under, Honestly, that doesn't even look good on you as a business owner because it's going to make people think that you don't know what you're doing or what you're talking about, or it's going to make them think that they can take advantage of you because your prices are so low. So you want to definitely be in the range of your competitors. And also, no matter how much payroll or overhead or lack thereof that you may have, you might get that later. Those expenses are going to come. It's something that me and Laura definitely learned the hard way is that like, starting a cleaning business seemed like it had such low overhead and it really did require a very little amount of starting capital. But now the amount of expenses we have 
are insane. <laughs> the payroll taxes, forget it. Insurance, um, just like the fleet of car maintenance and gas. We're a traveling business, so don't even get me started on the gas situation. <laughs> and all of these other expenses that we didn't realize we would start to like accrue over the years. And then we have clients that are paying prices from when we were just cleaning and it was just us and we didn't have all of these expenses and all of this overhead and you know for a long time we were and still kind of are now trying to like get the pricing right because we didn't value ourselves enough in the beginning exactly and I feel like a lot of people do this they think oh well who am I or you get a little bit of that imposter syndrome especially when you're first starting out and what we did in the beginning was we let clients tell us how much they were going to pay now Mm -hmm. we tell the client what they're going to pay because we are offering them an invaluable service there's a reason they're coming to us could they get our service from somewhere else for cheaper absolutely but your clients are choosing you because you have something so valuable that you're offering them and Honestly, again, it goes back to you giving it to they take a mile. At this point, Holly and I will not haggle, even if it's $1. Yeah. Because you give that one inch, you set the precedent that they're in charge. And yes, they are in charge in terms of you want to make sure that they're happy with their service. They can tell you exactly what their needs are. However, it goes back to you setting your worth with your price. And knowing that it is worth it 100% or else the client would not be coming to you. And don't budge on it. And also, like, I feel like me and Laura have this problem (laughs) or had this problem where we factor our pricing based on our overhead. But your your overhead should be the least defining factor. It should be your value. Yes. It should be your value as a company, as a person, as a service provider or as, you know, a product provider, whatever it is, like oh, well, you know, we need to at least make this much. Maybe we'll keep it at that minimum and that'll give us like this much, you know, our profit margin will be this much. But no, like your value, your your personality as a business owner, your business's personality, all of these things, which are things we're going to cover in this podcast, um, how to set that value and stand out from your competitors and seal that deal and, you know, make people want you. You have to base your prices on that you know, on the want factor and that these people really are going to want you. Absolutely. So, yeah. Big, big, big thing I wish I would have known when starting out. Man. Yes. We're learning. Uh, we're slowly learning this one, honestly. Like I said, you know, somebody wants to budge 50 cents. Absolutely not. Not No, happening. we set our prices for a reason. And if you really want us that bad, you'll pay it. And, exactly. and that's something you'll learn. Like if they want you that bad, they'll pay the price. Yes, exactly. If it's not in their budget, then it is what it is. Even if they want you, they have to look elsewhere. I would love 10 pairs of Ugg boots. I can't afford 10 pairs of Ugg boots. So I'm going to go to Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to get something cheaper. Exactly. Yep. exactly. Or, and, and we've had this happen too, where they say, okay, I can't afford it right now. And they call us in six months and say, hey, I got extra money. Let's book that initial cleaning. Like yes. we've had that happen. So I think that, you know, keep. If they don't pay, if someone doesn't want to pay, someone else will come along who will. Absolutely. Absolutely. No matter what business you're running. So big lesson there. Okay. The third one is the importance of communication with clients and employees. And honestly, this is one of the biggest things in our business that we market 
is communication. We Mm -hmm. have learned over the years, excellent communication with our clients, with our employees, but honestly, we didn't quite get it in the beginning, guys, if I'm being 100% (laughs) transparent. Communication is so important because so often if a client is unhappy and they feel that they can't communicate that to you, they're going to drop you. So Mm -hmm. we tell our clients right off the bat, hey, listen, I hope you enjoyed your cleaning today. If there was something that we could have done better or something we could have done differently, please reach out to us and let us know so that they feel comfortable enough to let us know if we have an issue or something is wrong on our end, we let them know. And it's just so important because that also just sets you apart so much. You care enough to make that line of communication open and make your clients feel comfortable enough to have that line of communication. Yeah. And it's important on our end as business owners to set our expectations, what we expect from them right from the get-go. So in this case, uh, you know, and we'll have a whole, a whole episode about this. When Laura and I book an estimate, right. And we send them their estimate, we always include a welcome packet, right? And this welcome packet has everything that we expect from them and what they can expect from us. So down to like the products we're using, um, late payment policy, overall payment policies, um, uh, last minute cancellation policies, like literally everything that they can expect from us and what we expect from them in return. And that alone is so important. It's setting like expectation. It's opening that line of communication early. And when we send that policy packet or welcome packet, whatever we call it, we always say, if you have any questions, let us know. Like the, like Laura said, the communication line is always open. We make ourselves accessible. And we also make sure that our employees are trained to a point where they can also talk to the client and help problem solve as well. And that is so, so, so important. It's just making sure that like you're always communicating. Even like we did something which we totally need to bring back. Last year, we did um, these little survey cards and we had these little QR codes on the survey cards because, you know, when you're running a business with so many clients, Laura and I have like almost 80 active clients recurring. I mean, we've serviced hundreds of people. And so it's easy to like, forget to communicate with certain clients because you're servicing so many people and like if it's just Laura and I keeping track of all of these clients gets it gets tough okay so when we were doing these surveys it was a way for us to reconnect more than just like a confirmation text or like you know something like that it was a way for us to invite them to connect and communicate with us about the job we're doing so far and how they like our service and things like that. And in doing that, we also offered them a small discount for filling out the survey. And I feel like that is also like an awesome idea um, that I would love to suggest to all other business owners is to do those kinds of things because, you know, maybe a client feels weird communicating with you or connecting with you. Maybe they don't really have any um, problems with you and, you know, so they don't feel the need to, but like inviting them to and making them feel special and making them feel like you care is so important. Absolutely. So, it shows that you care on a whole new level. It does. And the, the, uh, the customer will really appreciate that. So it's important to always leave that like line of communication open. And I feel like, 
you said employee communication as well. Uh, this is that's like... the most important thing. And that's something that I'm still learning. And I feel like with the, with the clients, I feel like we had pretty good communication right off the bat. We've definitely mm-hmm. grown. Yeah. But with the employees, that's one that I really wish because it is so important to, as Holly said before, set those boundaries, set those expectations because we're finding things that our employees are doing that are not okay. But did we ever let them know right up front? So then who does it fall on? I know. It becomes a very awkward situation when you have to reprimand an employee or talk to them about something maybe they didn't do right. And, like, we're all human. Like, we don't want to be, like, jerks, you know, and we feel bad. And it's just an awkward conversation to have. But trust me, having that conversation right from the get-go is going to save you a lot of pain and trouble later. Oh, yeah. And Holly actually made this amazing employee handbook. And we sat our whole staff down, had a big meeting, went through it page by page, told them exactly what we expect from them, what they can expect from us. And if we had done that right from the start, we would have saved ourselves so many headaches. <laughs> like, yes, so many. We, we definitely like tell them what we expect from them right from the beginning. And they know that they can communicate with us about pretty much anything. And we are getting better at reprimanding and just telling them what we need from them, how we feel from them. And we're also pretty good at, and I want to say this is equally as important, um, telling them when we're proud of the job they're doing and why they should feel um, proud of their of themselves, why, it is, why they should take pride in what they're doing, how their job is important, you know? I feel like people get jobs to obviously make money that's why they get jobs right but that sense of fulfillment and purpose and reminding your employee of that and constantly communicating that to them is gonna just push them to keep going and to keep trying and to feel good and like you want your employees to be happy so I think that's also an important method of communication that you have to make sure you're always doing and I can't tell you how many jobs I've worked where I just never got that yeah, people only come to you with problems. People so mm-hmm. rarely, and we have had a couple clients do this, where they call or send us a quick text just to let us know how happy they were with the service. And I had a client once say, people always call to complain. I'm calling for the opposite because nobody else does. Yeah. And it's so, it's so nice to hear because it's so true. So you have to pass that on to your employees as well. Yeah, you do. So always keep those lines of communication open with everybody. I feel like some people, when they get a job, and obviously, like, you want to have other people communicating for you. Like, there's going to be a point where you're growing in your business where maybe you're not going to be as accessible or whatever. But especially in the beginning stages when your business is small, you just, you got to stay accessible. You got to stay, like, you got to make sure you're constantly communicating. It's so important. So something really important, I definitely think, like, wish we would have learned. Yeah. And new when we started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But all lessons, all lessons learned, all lessons learned. Okay. Okay. So the fourth and last thing, ugh, I'm dropping my phone. <laughs> I have it written on my phone. Okay. The fourth and last thing is budgeting and just keeping track of everything. And, oh gosh. Okay. I was just, (laughs) I know I was just telling Laura this. I'm really upset because when we first started our business and we should do a background episode on how the business came to like fruition yeah, and you know, all that. But, um, basically we kind of were just, uh, we started kind of cleaning on the side. And then even when we were doing it, 
as our primary source of income, we were, we were just still like, it was just me and her, we were just cleaning and like, we weren't keeping track of anything. So like to this day, I don't know exactly how many clients we've serviced. It's definitely hundreds, like definitely, but I don't know the exact number. I could probably like go back and try to figure it out, but we've had like so many one-time cleanings, post-construction cleanings, move in cleanings, move out cleanings. Um, people, you know, who have just have moved away and we don't service them anymore. People who have dropped us for other personal reasons. Like we've had these things happen. And while we do have a database now and we've had it for a while, we don't have one that goes all the way back to the beginning. And I wish that we would have kept track of that just so that we could see how many people we've serviced, maybe even reach out to some of those people and do like a, we miss you campaign. Um, you know, I did that once a couple of years ago, we actually got a client back who like had like left for a little while. And um, that was like so fun. I felt so accomplished when I had did that. <laughs> it was, a, it was like a really big moment. And so that's one thing that I wish we would do and would have done. And then the other thing is keeping track of our finances because it is so important when you're like a business to set your budgets. So in New York state, and this is going to be a whole episode too, I'm sure, but in New York state, we pay sales tax, right? So we collect sales tax from our customers and then we have to pay that to basically the government. And uh, if you don't budget for that, you can get a nice hefty tax bill (laughs) And not real, and not have budgeted for it. Speaking from experience, are we over here? <laughs> <laughs> and so we did not keep track of. We did not even keep track really of our income. Like we were making all this income, and we didn't even keep track of it until my brother, who is our accountant, was like, "Oh, hey, you made this much money," and I was like, "Wow, we actually like made good money." Where did it all go? <laughs> so, yes, it is so important to keep track of those finances. Keep track of, like, check your bank account daily, first of all. Something we're still learning. But make sure you do that and just, like, I wish we would just keep, I wish we would, we would have kept better track of everything. Like, yeah, employee start like... dates, employee end dates. Yes. I, I could just go on and on about the things. <laughs> I know. It honestly took that moment of us being like, where did all that money go for us to really sit down and take a good hard look at our finances? And that information that we gained from doing that was so immense that I was like, oh my God, why didn't we do this sooner? It was so eye-opening and such a, a wealth of knowledge that I was like, had we known this a year ago, we could have done things completely different. And it's just I such know. a simple thing that mm-hmm. if you take anything away from this episode, and this can also be applicable to your personal life, keep track of your finances. It will save mm-hmm. you so much of a headache in the long run. Like, please take this, take this one with you. <laughs> I would really love to do a whole budgeting episode because there's a whole method to it. I read a really good book. Um, I can actually tell you what it's called. I didn't even finish it, but I read it like halfway through. It's called An Edited Life by Anna Newton. Oh my gosh. I'd love to reach out to her and get her as a guest. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'm going to write that down. <laughs> it, yeah, she's excellent. And she wrote a book about you know, a bunch of stuff, editing your life. And one of the chapters is all about budgeting. And I would, it was really eye opening for me um, about like fixed expenses and variable expenses and figuring out what, where your money's going, where and how much income you're having and your debt to income ratios and all that stuff. And this is something that everybody should be doing personally and for their business. It is so, so, so important to keep track of all of that. And then outside of your finances, like I said, just keeping track of basically everything your business is doing. 
Yeah. Even at one point, I remember we had discussed making a list of all the estimates we were going on and then how many of those estimates actually booked, how many were recurring. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. had a sheet of paper listing Instagram follows and then we just never stuck through and actually did it. And I do accredit a lot of that to me and Holly being in the field more and more as we are dealing with staffing issues. However, it's so important. (laughs) It's so important because there's no way that you can track your growth unless you're keeping track of everything. Exactly. Exactly. So if you're, and it sucks because, you know, we can't go back now. I mean, it would be too much. It would be a pain. I don't even know if it's possible. So the most we could do is start now. And, you know, we have been, we have been, but like we missed a few years of good quality tracking. And I wish I would have known how important that was right from the get-go. So you know, even like our initial investments and cleaning supplies and all that stuff. I mean, we were going to just stores and buying stuff out of pocket. Yeah. I wish I would have known how much we spent. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's all things that we will never be able to get back. I mean, I don't have receipts from 2000. And when did we start this? 17, 17. So, yeah. so, you know, so definitely something, if any, if there was like any bullet point that I want you to remember, it's definitely that one. Yeah, that's so important. So important. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add, Laura? I thought I I feel like I'm good. I feel like No, that summed up everything perfectly. And like I said in the beginning, we're gonna go over all these topics more extensively on individual episodes. So if anything really struck a chord with you, reach out and say, Hey, can you can you talk about, you know, that third thing in more detail or that fourth thing? I really want to know more about that. Let us know. Yeah, I think that was a great a great, great episode. And I hope that you guys have takeaways like from this that will help you. And as Laura said, yes, reach out to us because our line of communication is also open with all of you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So make sure you reach out if there's something you want us to dive into a little bit deeper, which we will be diving deeper because I, you know, obviously there's only so much we can cover when we're covering multiple things in a certain amount of time definitely reach out. Yes. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Keep that line of communication open. Yes. All right. It is about time for the Monday morning affirmation. And I have something I want to share with you all. I don't know if this would be considered an affirmation, but I saw it posted the other day and I screenshotted it because it's so badly stuck with me. How will you know if it's the right decision if you never make it? This is so applicable to life, to business, to your passions, to those multi-passionate people out there. Can you read it again? Read yes. it? Let me let me soak yes. it. Let me soak it in. Okay, you ready? Ready. How will you know if it's the right decision if you never make it? Oof. Right? Like so think good. about think about, for example, just a little a little example. Holly, you wanted to go to beauty school so bad. You didn't know. You were like, I don't know. I'm not gonna have time. I don't know. Yeah. And then one day you just said I want to do it I'm going to do it imagine if you had never made that decision and you let fear stop you so often people let fear stop them and I'm speaking from a personal experience guilty is charged over here but if you let fear run your life you will live in a world of what ifs and -hmm. that is not a life you want to live in trust me so true trust me so make those decisions and figure out if they're right or wrong. Exactly. And if they're wrong, it's a lesson learned. And if they're right, then you're a happy clam. Yes. And then you'll know. <laughs> you'll know if it wasn't the right decision. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Love it. Love it. 
All right. So where can the folks find us if, you know, they're loving Hustled Up, they want to get more of the podcast, they want to get more Holly and Laura in their life, where can they find us? Yes. Okay. So you can follow this podcast at Hustled Up Podcast on Instagram. You can find me personally on Instagram at Planning and Polish. And you can find, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. You go. You go. And you can find my personal Instagram at Laura and Natoli. And feel free to check out our business Instagram at Chores and More. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and you can find us on TikTok as well. I'm wheezing. <laughs> my allergies <laughs> are so bad, guys. So I do apologize if I was like heavy breathing during the course of this episode. <laughs> my allergies are just out of control. Like in New York today, it was like a gross, cold, rainy day. Yesterday it was sunny and gorgeous. Tomorrow's supposed to be sunny and gorgeous. My poor body cannot handle. So I'm like Aww. choking on air. Because my, 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 my passages are all clogged anyway. Um, but we do have a TikTok. It's at Chores and More. We like to post fun dances there. And lots of really cool um, cleaning videos as well. Which you can also find on TikTok, uh, on Instagram. But we have exclusive content on TikTok. So definitely be sure to check us out on there. We also have a ton of other social media channels that we will link in the um, description below or in the show notes. However we decide we want to do that. <laughs> Thank you so much all for tuning in. I hope you loved what you heard today. Please come back for some more and we look forward to chatting with you next week.